so this week we're talking about getting organized. And yesterday we spent quite a bit of time talking about our mindset and our definition of being organized and how it's most likely our definition of organization that is causing our frustration because we imagine it as this lofty ideal state that once we achieve it, life will be easy. Life is not easy. Things are out of our control. And so therefore we must not be organized, but that's not the case. So we tend to think of being organized as being in control, having things go our way when it really is being prepared to respond appropriately because control of other people of the situation is not what we are given. We're not supposed to be in control of the world, the situation, other people. We're only told in scripture that we are to have self-control. So organization is a practice of self-control, of self-management, so that we are able to use the resources that we have to respond appropriately to the situations we've been given. And responding appropriately, of course, primarily means responding with the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. So if we are organized, we are ready. And where our stuff is ready, our ideas are ready, our attitude is ready to respond well in whatever situation God puts us in. Because he's the one orchestrating the circumstances. That's not our job. If we're trying to orchestrate circumstances to go our way, we are trying to be God. So if that's what we're doing, then it's actually a great thing that we are frustrated. (laughs) Because if we were getting our way, things would be terrible. As it is, it's our attitude that's terrible (laughs) when our attempts to play God in our life fail. But it, and so that is a sign that something is wrong but it's us. And so that's why we repent, rejoice, repeat, as I like to say, we repent of our attempts to be our own God in our own life, which is sometimes what organization attempts are. When we repent, we are turning from trying to be our own gods to obeying the one true God And then that puts us in a proper relationship with him, which enables us to have proper relationships with the rest of people and our circumstances. We're oriented properly to our God and our world when we recognize ourselves as servants of the one true God. So organization then is being ready. If we are prepared and ready and things have homes so we can find them when we need them, then we are organized. Even if our agenda 
isn't always the one that plays out. Our primary responsibility is responding appropriately to the circumstances that God places us in. So we'll talk more about that when we get to planning on Friday. But for today, we're going to talk about spaces. And this is the real nitty gritty. This is what what we often think of when we think of getting organized. We think of buying some containers, putting labels on them, and having things look good. We are often shooting for looking organized, which doesn't always correspond with being organized. Like making something look organized can be a short-term project that we can accomplish and check off. But unless our attitudes and behaviors are organized, it's never going to last. And I know we all know that feeling of organization not sticking, of trying things and having them not really work. And that's because organization is more about what we do, what we do every day, how we do things. It's more about habits than it is about having things set up just so. We can set things up and we do need to deal with our things and give them homes and and that sort of thing. But that's really secondary. It's not the first step. The first step is looking at our own actions and how we are uh, behaving with our stuff, what we're doing with it. And organization does not necessarily mean getting rid of it all. It is true that the less you have, the less stuff you have to deal with. That's like definition, (laughs) obviously true, right? If you get rid of stuff, you'll have less stuff. Go figure. (laughs) But that's not always what we are supposed to do with stuff. The reason for the reason for stuff is not so that we can not have it (laughs) so that we can get rid of it. Stuff is a resource that we use to accomplish our callings, to serve others, to create hospitality, to minister to others, to educate our children feed people, clothe people, love people. That's the point. So as we get into that, get into our behaviors and our choices about stuff and giving them homes, I would love to hear in the chat box, what are the spaces in your home that are most problematic for you right now? So let's just think about those spaces for a moment, those spaces that we have to organize and deal with. Um, Counters, bedroom, living room, playroom, spare room, um, desks, bathrooms, kids' bedrooms, pantries, dining room, laundry room, all of these spaces, um, they have a purpose, right? And so when we think about the stuff that's there and where things belong, as we, you know, have the intention of finding homes for things, we need to think through what those spaces are for, right? And so our goal ought not be 
to get by with as little as possible or to just get rid of everything in that space as if that would fix it. Um, we need to think about the purpose of the room and the space and then what serves that purpose and what doesn't. And are the things that we need to do the work of that area readily available to us? So if you think of the laundry room, you need stuff in the laundry room. You know, there has to be a place for dirty laundry to go and, the, and clean laundry to go. There has to be a place for the laundry detergent. Um, it's often where we keep cleaning supplies. So start by thinking through what does belong in that space. And is it convenient in that space? Because sometimes the clutter and the chaos comes because it's not easy to put things where we've decided they should go. Like we're make, we make it too hard on ourselves. And sometimes that's the fault of the containers. <laughs> the containers that are supposed to make us organized are actually clutter themselves because they're presenting another step that's beyond what we are able <laughs> to do in the moment. Like what do we have the energy and brain space for managing? in that space when we're using it can we make things as streamlined and simple as possible so if the laundry detergent is up in a cupboard in a container so that it looks nice and uniform and pretty uh, does that just make it too difficult to put away and or too difficult to get out <laughs> so we postpone laundry and that's preventing the work of that room to happen. So we want to minimize the steps that it takes to put things away and get things out, especially those things that we use daily. It should be easily accessible. Uh, you can think about that with the kitchen, you know, putting the dishes, clean dishes somewhere around the sink or dishwasher so that it's easy to put them away. Um, the more, if we can cut down on the number of steps that it takes, including, you know, if you have to open a container to put something away or get something out, like sometimes that's just too much. It's just asking too much. And it seems silly. I know, but we just have to be honest with ourselves and say, what's reasonable. And I'm not looking for what's reasonable or streamlined in the ideal like if I were a different person living a different life, I'm thinking about what's reasonable and doable in the actual daily rhythms we already have. Not the ones that I wish we had, but the ones that we're actually living. How can I make it easier for the real me and not future better me? <laughs> future better me ne never minds all those additional steps that make things lovely. But real right now, me is like, OK, well, I don't it's going to take 10 seconds instead of two seconds to put this thing away. So I'm just going to set it down right here. Am I right? <laughs> when it's easier and faster and simpler to just put things down, just putting things down becomes the habit, the norm. And then 
clearing things, decluttering becomes a constant big project. And decluttering will always actually be a constant in family life because the stuff is always coming in and the needs are changing. So we aren't ever decluttering to the point where we never have to declutter again. We're just getting to the place where we are good at decluttering. And so it doesn't take as much mental and emotional stamina to do, energy to do. So when our habit is just to put things on surfaces, we need to look for better workable homes for things. And that might mean open shelving or look, can you put a cabinet or a basket that's open without a lid <laughs> um, in the space where you would normally just set it down so that it's, it's not 10 or 15 seconds to put away instead of two seconds, but like three seconds instead of two seconds. And that's worth it. So we simplify what our idea of being organized is and uh, give things intentional homes. It doesn't mean the best home or the most structured home. I'll give you an example here um, for paperwork. So paper has to belong somewhere to when we think about organizing papers, we tend to think about filing cabinets, folders with categories and labels that are alphabetized, and probably the those alphabetized labels all follow, you know, the right. It's it's all just just so, and every single paper has the right folder, um, and so it basically takes quite a bit of work and thinking to put the paper away. And that's why it doesn't work. That's why we get stacks and stacks of paper to file someday. Because looking at the system and figuring out where does this go in this elaborate folder system is a lot of thinking. <laughs> and we need to be able to put things away in a way that does not require thinking because our brain is being used for other things, more important things like parenting the children and figuring out what's for dinner. So for me, this is my, a magazine folder. Actually, here, I'll go grab it. This used to live in a kitchen cupboard in our previous home, and I don't have very much kitchen cupboard space here in this rental that we're in right now. So it's on a shelf in our bedroom, but it is a plastic Ikea, magazine folder. You can see it's small. It's not very thick and it just holds papers and some photo. There's some photos there. Um, but these are all things that within the next year I might need. And so if a paper comes and it's like, hmm, we might need that, I stick it in here. And about two times a year, I flip through and declutter stuff we don't need anymore and just toss it. And so some things have been in here for three years because I'm still not sure we really need to keep it for forever. And it stays small enough that it's not that many papers. I say, oh, we need that paper. I can grab this and flip through and find it. It doesn't take long. That's 
the level of organization that we need. We just need a clear home, super easy to stick stuff in, super easy to just skim through things. And every time I do look for something, I usually also find something to throw away. So it, it often does not, it rarely becomes an overwhelming project. And I'm not trying to organize and categorize and alphabetize every single paper in there because it stays slim enough that I can find what I need easily enough. And the fact that paper that I might need can go in there very easily without any thinking means that that really is where any paper I might need will be. All of the places in our home <laughs> need some organizational help. They need decluttering. They need homes for things that are homeless. So they, I have three different space strategies that you can adapt to fit your own situation and home because depending on the number and the ages of the kids and the different responsibilities you have, it might be homeschooling, it might be working outside the home or inside the home, um, helping your husband run a business, uh, gardening, animals. There are all kinds of different responsibilities that change the needs of the household. And so we're each needing to organize and manage the situation we find ourselves in, which is pretty much never the situation that the professional organizers are in on TV, right? <laughs> the first space is an island of sanity. So your island of sanity, this is my little fun name, because I think if we give things fun names that require us to take ourselves a little less seriously, it helps. It helps the attitude piece. But the island of sanity is the spot that you start with when you are clearing space. You start there now as like the very first space that you're going to tackle as far as decluttering and clearing. And then whenever you do start, you say, oh, we need pickup time. We need to tidy up. The Island of Sanity is where you start because if it stays clear, your head stays clear. It's like your little small space that you decide, okay, this is my space that I'm going to manage and it's going to help me manage myself and uh, it will help me start decluttering and it will help me just feel that momentum and see the progress. And so it should, so your island of sanity should be small and it should be one that is primarily used by you. Uh, it's not a time to pick someone else's space that you're committing to keep clean. <laughs> for them or that you're committing for other people to keep their space clean. We're talking about ourselves, committing ourselves to a small space that we are using and keeping it clean ourselves, starting with ourselves, starting with our own work. And it is especially effective if we choose a section of the house that when it is clear, we are better able to work. 
So for me at um, our previous house, there was a kitchen island. It was about two and a half feet by four feet. And so that's why it's the island. <laughs> I called it my island of sanity. If I said, oh, I need to clean the kitchen, I need to declutter, I need to put things away, I just always started with the island. Because if the island was clear, I could do so much more. And whenever the island hat was too full of stuff, it just always seemed to hamper everything else. So that one small spot, if it was clear, even if all the rest of the kitchen was a disaster, if that spot was clear, I could get stuff done still. That is your island of sanity. So that means that nothing actually has its home on that surface. Nothing has its home on that surface. So anything that right now kind of belongs there or it just is constantly there, those things need to find a home somewhere else. And then daily, clear it. Get rid of the things that are on there. Just put them away. Throw them away. Put them in another container to deal with later. That is an acceptable clutter solution. It's temporary. You will have to deal with it sometime. But getting, but clearing an island of sanity is going to be more effective than just letting things sit there while you are unsure of what decisions need to be made there. Next up, everything has a home. That might not be true in your house right now, but that's the goal. And then EHAP is the 10 to 15 minutes daily that the whole family spends putting things back in their homes every day. When you do this, you will discover the things that don't actually have homes. You will be working as a team with your kids instead of just a taskmaster. Although your job is primarily making sure that they don't just stuff things under the couch or behind the bookshelves. And that's where EHAP, I, I would be standing there. And if something doesn't have a home, it's mine. I have, I'm the one who has to deal with that. But if things do have a home and they're not supposed to just move piles, but put things in its home, even if that home is somewhere else in the house, they, it's out in the public areas and we only EHAP the public areas. Um, so they pick things up, they move it. Is that where it belongs? And that's basically what I say, Paula Behap. Is that where that belongs? Does that belong there? Is that where that belongs? Where does that belong? <laughs> but the more mom says it, right, the more ingrained it's going to be in their heads and in my own also, where I start hearing myself in my own head as I move a pile. Is that where that belongs? <laughs> does this have a home? Do I need to give this a home and then communicate where that home is to everyone? So as you work together, you discover as the home manager, what things you have in your home that don't have a place. And so you can find places for those things, or you discover that you gave things a place, but it all kind of happened in your own head and wasn't communicated to anyone else in the house. And it turns out that the house is for everyone to live in and not just for us to set up uh, and take a picture of. <laughs> 
when we all together as a family spend 10 to 15 minutes uh, once a day, uh, we do ours right before dinner, usually, or right before my husband gets off work, it makes a big difference. It adds up. Even if we don't finish, even if it's not totally clean in 10 to 15 minutes, it's so much better. And today's so much better will usually be even better tomorrow. And then the other piece that EHAP helps with is in the middle of the day, say it's 2 p.m. and everyone has craft things out and a whole stack of books and dolls over there and, you know, life is being lived in the afternoon. I'm not allowed to stress out over that because that's all actually good stuff happening and the space is being used as it ought to be used. And the things are being used as they ought to be used. And right now is living time. Come 5 p.m., it will be EHAP time and then everything will go back into its place. So instead of feeling like anytime something is out, something is wrong, we just have a dedicated 10 to 15 minutes. We're going to go through and put everything away. No big deal. It's okay that it's all out because we're all pitching in to get it put back and we can play with it again tomorrow. And it is a good rhythm for the home, for mom to not lose it when things look chaotic and terrible at the house. And say, it's fine. We're going to deal with this in two hours and it'll be fine. Horizontal space collects stuff. It just does. This is normal. This is uh, not a problem. <laughs> it's just reality. And part of our job as home managers, homemakers, is simply to deal with it in an ongoing basis. Just like laundry and meals, we declutter the horizontal spaces that collect stuff. So we can identify what those hot spots are. Like right now, we have a chest that's right by the front door. So it's a good, you know, one by one foot by three foot horizontal space right by the door. So guess what? Stuff gets put there. We put things there that we're going to take as we head out in a little bit. So we're, it's like getting set to go. And we set things there as we come in, like grocery bags. And we don't want to put the groceries away right away. You know, <laughs> these kind of bad habits. And uh, what we often want to do with hotspots is to figure out some kind of organization hack or decorating hack that makes those horizontal spaces resistant to stuff. Like right now it's a magnet and stuff is just attracted. It sticks there, it seems like. And we want to find some way to flip that magnet so that like nothing will stay there. <laughs> And that's not realistic. That's not the way things actually work. Instead, we just need to have a reset time, a part of a morning routine or an evening routine that says, I'm just, I've identified my hotspots and I'm going to spend five minutes in the morning or evening just making it a little bit more tidy, 
even if it's just tidying the piles that are there, uh, but putting away the things that are quick and easy to put away there, throwing away any trash that's collected there, and just spending five minutes on one to three identified hotspots every day, and you will see progress over time. And you're not going to get to the point where you don't need that five minutes anymore. It, it, is, it is going to become just a habit that will improve the usual state of those hotspots, but it's never going to remove the need for that hotspot reset time. So a, a big part of that is just recognizing that we need to give those places regular attention. And that's just the part of our job. It's not something that's messed up or wrong. As we identify places, spaces, stuff in our home that we need to organize, we need to not blame the stuff. We need to not idealize the end state of organization because everything boils down to recognizing and even embracing the fact that we're just going to have to um, organize and deal with these spaces every day. It's just a part of home management. It's a part of homemaking. It's a part of living a full and active family life in a home. So the fact that there is clutter, that there is stuff, that messes are made is not a problem that we're trying to prevent. It's just the reality that we are working into our routines and dealing with those every day. Anyway, you can still now or later add a question to the question box down there. And I am going to uh, do a Q&A session on Saturday. So I'll collect up all the questions and uh, we'll do a Q&A session on Saturday too. So do add those questions. And if you don't have the workbook yet, it is really helpful. And it has some questions for you to kind of work through figuring out your own hotspots, the best EHAP time for your family, and um, how to figure out your own island of sanity. So if you want that workbook, you can get it by sharing uh, this workshop with someone else. You can share it on Facebook, on Instagram, by email, text, just any old way. Um, whatever works best for you. You know, the more women that we have out there who are just embracing the dailiness of helping our families live full and active lives and not seeing our houses as showpieces that reflect our style, the more effective Christian women we will have in the culture. And that's what we really need. We need fewer women who think that the point of having a home is to have a statement piece about ourselves. That's the home is a stage on which life is lived. And as homemakers and mothers and wives, we are stage directors, making the stage fit for life functional for lives being lived, but it's the lives being lived there 
that we're facilitating. And there, those lives are the point, not the style of the home. So the more we can remember that and remind ourselves of that truth, the more effective we will be in all ways.